What's up, Farmers? Welcome to the Farm Athletic Company podcast. I am your host, Andrea Warner. I am also the co-owner and co-founder of Farm Athletic Company. If you would like more information on us, please visit our website at www.farmathleticco.com. And now, on to today's show. What's up, Farmers? Welcome to this week's episode of the Farm Athletic Company podcast. Today, I would like to dive into movement discrimination, workout preferences, ego training, nutrition confusion, workout education, choices, perception, vision. So much of what we do is mental perception, is ego-driven, is confusion, is misunderstanding. So I would like to take a minute to kind of help everyone change their perspective on fitness. The fitness world, the fitness industry itself, has sold the wrong product. The fitness industry has sold, for lack of a better term, a lack of a better way to put it, they have sold ass and abs for a really long time. And that's not what the fitness industry really needs to be about. That kind of selling, that kind of marketing is really geared towards people that are already fit. So people that already work out, people that are already committed, people that have a dedication towards going to the gym. Awesome. You want to market that? You want to do 30-day challenges, 60-day challenges? Hey, lose this body fat. Hey, find these abs. That's a very small percentage of the population. Previous athletes, super small percentage of the population. If we look at the world in general, especially the United States, which is, let's, let's just not sugarcoat it, the United States is sick. We have an obesity epidemic, we have a cancer epidemic, we have a lot of things that are happening that are keeping us sick, we don't need to be focusing on ass and abs. We need to be focusing on health and well-being. The reason why longevity is such a popular conversation right now with so many people is because our population, that growing older population is gone through the roof. We have a ton of people that are moving into their senior years and a big problem with that is that if you haven't been taking care of yourself prior to these senior years, pretty soon this is going to become a burden in the healthcare system. The healthcare system is not going to be able to handle an overly large population of weak and sick people. The best thing that we can do is start taking care of ourselves when we're younger. However, in order to do that properly, we really need to check some egos at the door. We really need to be more aware of what it means to be healthy. We need to be more accepting of different styles of movement. There's a reason why people quit exercising. There's a reason why nutrition, nutritionists, nutrition counseling, tells people that we're going to manage your diabetes and not reverse it. The United States is sick and we need an answer. 
And we need people that are going to step up and help fill that answer. And not just by saying, hey, here's this workout. Go and do all these squats and burpees and go run 400 meters. That's not the answer. That doesn't help people do anything. Because people don't understand why they're doing things. And people would like to know. That's knowledge is empowerment. And the more somebody can know why they're doing something, the better they feel about it, first of all, the more confident they are, but the better that they can plan for their future and their own health. So when we talk about things like, I mentioned movement discrimination. You just heard me mention things like squatting, burpees, running. Is that, is that a fine workout? Sure, it's fine. Does everybody need to squat and do burpees and run? No. I got, we have people that shouldn't be squatting. That's not the best option for them. What might be a better option for them is stepping up. What might be an even better option for them is loading connective tissue around the knee and the hip in order for them, for them to understand how to better load the knee and the hip. It's amazing how many people don't understand how to use their hamstrings and glutes, which is your posterior chain on the back side of your body, which by the way, is a big component of being able to sit and stand. So if you've ever seen elderly people like rock back and forth to try and get up, and then they go to sit down and they get about halfway and they plop into a chair, it's because they no longer have the posterior chain strength, the glutes and the hamstrings, in order to sit them down and stand them up. They're trying to get their quads, which also aren't strong, but are stronger than their backside that they've been neglecting for 20 years, to be able to just sit and stand, something super basic. We need to be able to do those things in order to be able to be independent later on in life. And when we're young, when we're in our 30s, maybe even our 40s, and we don't have the ability to see into the future of what that life could look like, it's really hard for us to make the decision of, hey, I really don't need to do squats and burpees and running. What I need somebody to teach me is how to better hinge. I need someone to teach me how to better activate my hamstrings or my glutes. Let's start there. And oftentimes where our ego gets us into trouble is by thinking that squatting, burping, running, burpees running are the creme de la creme and anything below that is beneath me. That's beneath my level. I'm stronger than that. I'm better than that. I'm faster than that. Let me be the first one to humbly bring you back down. When it comes to human movement, there is no movement that is beneath anybody. Only because there is no such thing as perfect movement. The hardest part of being human is being human. Therefore, we're all going to screw this thing up at some point. Number one, that's how we learn. That's how we gain more experience. But if you think that you have a perfect squat, that's great. What can you do on your right leg versus your left? What about your squatting patterns on a single leg? Are they the same? Are they as equally strong as your squat? Maybe that would show you that you don't need to be doing a squat because you can't do a lunge on your left leg or you can't do a step up on your left leg. Controlled, step up, not fast. 
Maybe burpees aren't what you need. There's plenty of other things that we could do instead of burpees. The, the list can go on and on for what we need in order to take care of ourselves. But at the end of the day, what everybody needs, regardless, there's one blanket statement that I can make that is for the entire human race on the face of the planet. If you would like to have a healthy life and feel your best and be able to kick ass when you're in your 80s, you need muscle mass. You need lean muscle in order to function properly. So instead of being focused on what do I need to do to lose weight? What do I need to do to be more tone? It needs to be what do you need to do to put on more muscle mass? The stronger you are in terms of your lean muscle mass, I don't mean the stronger you are, like the more you can deadlift, the more you can bench, the more you can squat. The more lean muscle mass you have, the more that you train your connective tissue and understand what your fascia does, the more you can connect all of these dots so that your joints feel good, you're able to move and pick things up and stand up and sit down and do what you wanna do in your daily life. That improves your quality of life for longer. Hence, longevity. Longevity is more than just how many years are you gonna live? It doesn't matter if I live to be 102, if I spend the last 26 of them not able to sit and stand on my own. That's great that I live to be 102, but my quality of life isn't there. I wanna be 102 with a quality of life. I wanna still be doing things that I want to do in my 80s, 90s, shoot, maybe 100. But what I understand and what I've understood I've grown better to understand for a long time is that there is no bad movement for anybody. And I feel like the, the one person that I need to apologize to in this whole conversation is Matt Schmidt. So Megan, if you're listening to this, please tell Matt that I apologize because Matt and I used to have conversations about bicep curls and bodybuilding movements back when we were unapologetically CrossFit. And I used to tell Matt, no, you don't need to do bicep curls, just do more pull-ups. What an arrogant moron I was. And Matt, you have absolutely, I give you permission to just shake me. Because that is such an arrogant statement. And what that says to Matt is that I prioritize one movement over another. Pull-ups are better than bicep curls. It depends on your goal. And no, they're not. I now do bicep curls on a regular basis. I enjoy them. They've actually helped my pull-ups. My elbows feel better than they have in forever. It's helped with the connective tissue around my elbows. It's helped with the connective tissue around my shoulder because bam, you have connections at both ends. So therefore, by incorporating bicep curls, I am stronger and I am healthier. Amazing. Matt, I'm sorry. <laughs> and there's countless of other people that I've told the same things to. And the reason being is I didn't know what I didn't know. You know, I was basing my information off of an education that I had that I wholeheartedly believe in. And now that my education has broadened, 
and widens. And I have put that education into play on myself. Our coaches have done the same thing. We have seen the results that are better and feel better than we did with only having one education bias and only doing one thing. And nothing bothers me more than hearing people say, oh, you did that for a workout? Why don't you come over here and we'll do a real workout? Like, what does that even mean? I'm sorry, but that is an extremely arrogant thing to tell anybody. Basically, well, I'm better than you. I'm going to be the first one to admit that I'm not better than anybody. I'm not. Do I think that what we do works? Absolutely. I wholeheartedly believe that we are the healthcare clinic of the future, the coach is the healthcare provider of the future, that we have the ability to truly save lives and make people healthier by keeping them out of hospitals, by keeping them off of pills, by keeping them away from shots and surgeries. I absolutely 100% believe that. And do I believe that other gyms and fitness facilities can do the same thing? Absolutely. They have to see it and they have to learn it. I don't believe that I am better than anybody else. I believe that I have the ability to help people learn. And if someone chooses to do a different form of working out than what we offer, then I get it. And I've said something for a long time that is, um, we're for anybody, but we're not for everybody. Anybody could walk in these doors and have a conversation. However, that doesn't mean that everybody is a good fit to be here. There are some people that are a better fit for Orange Theory, or they're a better fit for CrossFit, or they're a better fit for a 45 or they're a better fit for yoga at that time. And whatever that may be during that conversation, we're gonna tell them that. Listen, I'm not a good fit for you. We are not what you're looking for. I can't help you with that. But these people down the road, they're much better at that than I am. Someone walks in the door and says, hey, I'd like access to your gym so I can work on my jujitsu moves. Great. I don't have anything that you need and I don't know anything about that. Let me refer you to somebody that does. And that's how this should work. That doesn't mean that jujitsu is better than what I do. That doesn't mean I'm better than jujitsu. We're all in the same, the same realm. And Sherry and I have said this for years. I don't care what people do, but you need to move. You need to do something and do it for you. When you start to develop issues, find help from someone that's in the appropriate field. So for example, if you start working out and you have back pain every single time you work out, we're your place. We can help you with that. If you're doing squat cleans and you keep landing in your toes and missing your squat clean and you're catching it forward, I've got gyms and coaches in town that I can refer you to to help you with your squat clean. We used to be a good place for that, but not anymore. We've realized that that's not really where our passion lies, and that's fine. Our passion lies in helping people solve deeper problems. Because at the end of the day, we want people 
being healthier in such a way that they go out and make a positive impact in their community. A change so profound that it reverberates throughout the community. And when you feel like crap and you're in aches and pains and you're worried about your health, it's really hard to be that positive influence in your community. It's really easy when you feel your best. And what makes that even better is when somebody educates you on what you're doing and why. Hey, you've been in all of, have been all of this issue, these issues for years. This is why. Here's our plan for how we're going to get out of this. We're going to stair step our way through this. And this is going to look totally different than any other fitness regimen you've ever done. No, you're not going to start out with squats and burpees and running. That's down the road. We need to address a lot of other things before we get to that. We'll get to that eventually. We're not there yet. So when it comes to movement discrimination, there is not one movement that's better than others. There is not a, everybody should back squat. Back squatting is amazing. No. Everybody should deadlift. Everybody should bench press. Like, yeah, you can do those things and make it part of a program. They're fine. As long as the program's balanced. The best sort of program, which is also something that we have learned over time, is that progressive overload is the best way to, number one, get strong. Number two, build lean muscle mass. Hypertrophy and strength all at the same time. Wow. Amazing. Mind blown. But it's taken us a lot of years of screwing things up to figure that out. But now that we've figured it out, holy cow. It's unbelievable the change that it can make. And I say that because it changes perspective on how we view our body, which is a big deal. Our mental perception is just as important as our physical movement. So our mental perception of losing weight, being lean, being tone, is, is, falls more into a negative realm because it, falls on, it, it focuses on what we can't have in order to lose weight. What, what can I not do in order to be leaner? Like, what do I need to cut out? I need to not lift heavy, but I need to lift, do higher reps. Um, I need to do more cardio, and I need to only eat 1,200 calories a day. All of that is the wrong way to look at this. Instead, if we were to focus on, like I mentioned earlier, lean muscle mass, then we view food in a different way. What do I need to be eating? Does this food help me support my lean muscle mass? What am I getting out of this food to help me support my lean muscle mass? Then we start talking about quality protein and adding more protein to our diet because we need a lot of that because if we look at the whole world in general, especially the United States, we are protein deficient. We don't get enough of it, especially as we get older. Watching people as they age eat less and less food that's higher in carbohydrates and fat, 
I used to watch my grandparents eat salami on crackers with a, sli a little bit of cheese and mustard. That was lunch. Like saltine crackers with a piece of salami, a round piece of salami, a cube of cheese, and a dab of mustard on top was lunch. I, I don't even need to start down that road. You guys know what I'm going to say about that one. But as we age, eggs are good for you. They're so good for you. Eggs, chicken, beef, protein, 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 yogurt, cheese. You can't get enough of it because you need at least one gram per pound that you weigh. And when people look at that number, they're like, holy crap. Most people don't even eat 100 grams of protein in a day, which is way at the low end of this health spectrum. And this is where this nutrition confusion comes in. Because the people that are funding things, we'll just say things, to tell us what's healthy and what's not, there's a lot of money involved in this. The same thing with big pharma. Big pharma controls a whole lot of things. Their job is to sell medicine. Guess what? Healthy people don't require medicine. Healthy people are not big pharma's target market. This is all a business. So big pharma is in the business of sickness. They're not in the business of health and wellness. I mean, the last time I went to the doctor was when I was sick and I needed a Z-Pack. Whoever makes a Z-Pack benefited from me having a sinus infection. Such and such company benefits from X number of people having diabetes. Such and such company benefits from X number of people having high cholesterol, high blood pressure, so on and so forth. And I don't know if you guys have found this as weird as I have, that for the longest time, healthy blood pressure was 120 over 80. And then suddenly out of nowhere, healthy blood pressure became 100 over 60. Do you guys notice that? Is that weird to you? It's kind of weird to me. So if I take a person who has blood pressure of 120 over 80 now, people are like, oh, that's a little high. I'm going to have to prescribe you some blood pressure medication. What happens to somebody who doesn't really have high blood pressure that starts taking blood pressure medication? They feel lightheaded, right? They actually feel like crap. When you tell your doctor, hey, I don't know about this medication. It's kind of making me dizzy and it really makes me feel like crap. You're going to get a couple of different answers. First one's going to be, well, just give it some time for you to get used to it. Week later passes, you're still feeling dizzy and lightheaded. Okay, well, we'll just cut back the dose. 120 over 80 is not high. But the numbers changed to 100 over 60 to make 120 over 80 high. Hmm, so weird. It's because Big Pharma is there for medicine. Now, 
please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. There are people that absolutely need medicine and it is absolutely saving lives. There is that end of the spectrum. I know a young man with Crohn's and if it wasn't for Remicade, he would be in a real bad place. 100% agreed. It's the opposite end of the spectrum where people have the ability to make changes. If a doctor's office would start saying, no, I'm not going to write you a prescription for this until it gets to this point. However, what I am going to do is I'm going to refer you down the road to this gym. You need to work out. And at that gym, they have education on nutrition. Your diet needs to change. Your movement needs to change. And in doing so, you have the ability to change your blood pressure, change your cholesterol, potentially reverse diabetes. I'm going to say it. Reverse diabetes. And I'm saying this because I have a client who was recently told that you can't reverse diabetes. All you can do is manage it. I'm going to say that that's wrong. I'm very passionate about that. Type 2 diabetes, diet and exercise, and I say that because I watched somebody do it. I've watched someone change their life to the point that they no longer need medication. And when they went to the doctor, their blood work, their, it was normal. A1C, normal. From being diabetic, it can be done. Part of the reason why they say that is because so many people quit when things don't work immediately. So most people start going to a gym. They jump in. They start going too fast. They go headfirst into the deep end. They're doing all these things, so on and so forth. Nobody's educating them on movement. Nobody's helping them along the way. Nobody's talking to them about nutrition. It's just, hey, here's today's workout. Let's go. Pretty soon, they quit. Because the only thing that they changed in their life is they started going to the gym. But nothing else has changed. Nobody's talked about stress. Nobody's talked about sleep. Nobody's talked to them about their lifestyle. This person just started going to the gym. So yeah, two weeks, two months, whatever, and then they quit. Yep, they're going to be right back where they were. So they're going to feel like, yeah, they're, we're stuck. People need better education. People need help. They need someone to tell them, this is the movement that is good for you. This is why, and let me build your confidence along the way. This is the nutrition that goes along with this. This is why. Let's build your confidence along the way. And then when both of these things start going together and the client is more educated on their own life and has the ability to go out into the world away from their coach and away from their gym and make decisions and say, you know what? I'm standing here in this restaurant getting ready to order dinner. Let me look at this menu. 
And now I know what I'm going to be getting from the grilled fish versus the fried fish. What am I going to get, be getting from, should I be getting the, the vegetables that are drowned in butter? And then they have french fries. You know what? Let me ask if I can get the vegetables without the butter. Or get the vegetables with the butter. Butter's a fat. If you need more fat in your day, it's way better than the french fries. It's a choice. But it's going to be based off of the education that you get from your coach and understanding that one choice affects another. There's an opportunity cost to everything. Everything. Your choice to work out comes at a cost of your choice to take a rest day. Your choice to take a rest day comes at the cost of your choice to work out. How do we know? It's called listening to your body and knowing what it needs. Recently, my dad came into town for our grand opening and my parents are extremely active, which I'm very thankful for. My dad just turned 66 in May and I told him when he came down, I needed him to bring his chainsaws with him because I needed to do a little tree trimming on our new property. There were some things that the contractors left that needed to be cleaned up. So dad arrives on Thursday. On Friday, the tree trimming starts. And it went for pretty much the entire day. Trimming trees, dragging them to the back of the property. Trimming trees, dragging it to the back of the property. All day long. Saturday was our grand opening. Sunday, dad's like, we need to head back up there. You got a fence that needs to come down and we'll finish trimming up a couple of those trees. Six hours on Sunday, trimming trees, dragging them to the back of the property. Monday rolls around. Dad says, need to help you with your dumpster fence. I know that it's a little crooked. Let's head up there and fix it. And then I can load up the rest of my stuff that's in the gym and put it back in the truck. We did that. We went to lunch. We got home. He's like, hey, your grass needs to be mowed. We mowed grass. Monday afternoon at my house. Tuesday comes around. Dad left to go home on Tuesday. I came back to work. I usually work out on Tuesdays. Tuesday's a workout day for me. I was smashed. Exhausted, tired. There was no way that I was working out that day. My body said, absolutely not. So I took a rest day because my body needed it. It needed some sleep, it needed some time off, it needed some recovery, it needed some downtime from basically what I had done the past four days of nonstop movement. That's listening to your body. Sometimes that listening to your body means, hey, today you're just going to go for a walk. On that day for me, it happened to be, listen, you're lucky that you're at work today. That's how exhausted you are. Get some good sleep, rehydrate, nutrition. Felt much better on Wednesday and was able to go back to it. I also knew what movement my body needed in order for me to continue to feel good. So when we, when we talk about ego training, if I were listening to my ego instead of to my body, 
I would have been like, stop being a wimp. Get it together. All you did was trim trees for, I don't know, 12 total hours and push mow a yard in 90 degree heat for three days and have a grand opening and talk to a bunch of people. That's, that's not hard. Stop being a wimp and work out. That's not very good self-communication, first of all. That's just beating myself down. And it's listening to my ego. And I have more respect for myself than that. And I know that my bigger picture of this is long-term. It's not just Tuesday. Screw Tuesday. Tuesday's just a day. I need good Tuesdays for the next, I don't know, 50 years. Continuing a healthy lifestyle. Making decisions that are best for you. Consistency is the name of the game. If you can consistently move, consistently eat right, understand your nutrition, ask for help, these things make a big difference in you to be able to and you being able to do this for the rest of your life. My biggest fear is being stuck in a hospital because I'm sick. And I'm gonna do everything that I can to help prevent that. Barring, you know, accidents or, holy crap, this just happened and I had no idea. Everything that I, that I know that I can do to help prevent that, I'm going to do. Because I watched people go through this later in life and it's not pretty, it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody. And it's not a good quality of life. You're no longer doing what you wanna do. The perspective that we need to have is that all movement is good. One thing isn't better than another. Running isn't better than walking. Burpees aren't better than biking. Squatting isn't better than step-ups. Deadlifts aren't better than kettlebell swings. It's all movement with a different purpose. And it depends on what your body needs. And if you don't know, and you're just doing things to do things, Eventually, over time, we develop patterns, and sometimes those patterns aren't good. And a lot of times, we like to blame aging on why we don't feel well. Oh, well, you know, I'm getting older, so therefore I fully expect for my whole body to hurt. And I fully expect for it to be really hard to get out of bed because I'm now 65. Part of the reason why things start to hurt isn't because of age, but it's because of bad movement patterns for many, many, many years. If I walk around slouching for forever and the muscles in my back get weak, it's not because I'm old, it's because I've put myself in a bad position for years and years and years and haven't conditioned my postural muscles to help me. So therefore, now my back hurts. Yes. And what does that back need? 
it needs some awareness on what muscle tissues are to be used whenever you're doing movement. That doesn't mean that you're like, hey, today I'm going to go get my back stronger. I'm going to go do 100 pull-ups and really work on, actually, let's make it ring rows because ring rows are actually better for your mid-back than pull-ups. Pull-ups are going to be more lat. Ring rows, and I'm going to really work my mid-back if you know that that's what you need. But I'm going to just do 100 of them. I haven't done anything in like 20 years. So I'm just going to do those. Okay. Movement education. Eliminate ego training. Understand nutrition. Understand what is in our food. Understand what it gives us. Understand what this food is doing to help me build lean muscle mass. Eliminate the movement discrimination. Stop with the this is better than that conversations because it's not. If we're truly in this to help people get healthier, then we have to look at this from a much broader scope and a much bigger picture. We are very much in this, Ferrum is very much in this to make people healthier. We want to change people's futures. We want to change their lives for the long term. I'm not here to try and be better than anybody else. I'm, we are here to be the best that we can be for the people that we serve. Bottom line. So while the fitness industry has done a horrible job of reaching people that really need help, people that haven't been able to get any results whatsoever out of the fitness world. And the results they did get were like 20 years ago. So they now believe that your, my body needs, my body responds best to blah, blah, blah exercise. Awesome. That was when you were 20. You're now 45. Are you sure that that's what your body responds best to? The other thing that people need to be aware of or they need to think about is patience. We're all in such a hurry. I want to feel better today. I'd like my back to stop hurting by next week. I'd like to lose 30 pounds by the end of this month. It doesn't work that way. If it's going to be good, and it's gonna change your life and it's gonna be impactful, it's gonna take some time. So if you're working with a coach and you're like, yep, I'm ready for the next step, and the coach is like, uh, I don't think you are. You're like, nope, I'm good, I'm ready. Be patient. It takes years. It takes a long time. Long time. If it took you five years to get to this point, it's going to take you longer than five weeks to get out of it. And that's why everybody gives up. That's why the fitness industry sells 30-day challenges and not 30-year challenges. <laughs> because 
they know that people don't stick with things. So these 30-day challenges make somebody a boatload of money. Sign up for this 30-day challenge for just blah, 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 blah dollars. Everybody does their 30 days and they're like, okay, now what? Oh, um, well, now you join our gym and then you just go do this on your own. Oh, yeah, that's not what I was looking for. I'm out. Six months later, you know, I should probably do another 30-day challenge. I did pretty good with that. We don't have an ability to stick with anything. So change your perspective on health and wellness and very much understand that the fitness industry is changing. It needs to change if it's going to help people the way that it really has the power to help people. And not just a select few. We're talking about the masses. And in order to help the masses, it has to be more welcoming. It has to be better about meeting people where they are as opposed to just throwing them in. It has to look at somebody that's been in pain for years and be like, okay, this is going to take a while. Are you ready for this? Are you committed to this taking a while? And if you're the type of person that walks into a gym and says, or walks into a coaching environment and says, hey, listen, I'm going to be your problem child. I don't show up. I have a tendency to quit after two weeks. The longest I've ever done anything is two months. So you got your hands full with me. Well, guess what? You've already, you've already preset your mindset. You're quitting. I don't even know why you're going to start. You're not ready for this. It's not until you have the ability to walk into the door and look someone in the eye and say, here I am. I'm ready. I'll do whatever it takes. How many days do you want me here? I will block this off on my schedule because that's how important it is to me. In the past, I would quit things at two months, but that's not me anymore. It's time for a new me. The fitness industry is changing and we see it. We've made plans for it. We're ready for it. In order for health to change and for this to be impactful, everyone needs to understand more. They need to ask more questions. They need to stop walking around thinking that well, my doctor said that I shouldn't take vitamin C. Why? Ask more questions. Why should I not take vitamin C? Well, my doctor hasn't told me that I should walk two miles a day. That's not what your doctor's job is. That's what a coach's job is. Your doctor doesn't have time for that. Yet 15 minutes at a doctor's office. And the things that are easily at their disposal are pills, shots, surgeries, other doctors, so on and so forth. Ideally, you find one that says, go to the gym. Hope you all have a great week.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ferrum Athletic Company podcast. If you like the show, please leave us a review, share it with your family and friends, share it on your social media platforms. Our mission is to build better humans through the education of health and movement. If this resonates with you, please shoot us an email at forged at ferrumathletico.com. Follow us on social media, Facebook or Instagram at Ferrum Athletico. And we will see you all soon. Thank you for helping us to build better humans.